Today in the Diz List, we count down the top five World Showcase Pavilions in Epcot at Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and today we count down the top five World Showcase Pavilions in Epcot at Walt Disney World. That was a mouthful. But before we get to the list, if you haven't checked us out on social media, be sure to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at DizListPod. If you're enjoying the show, follow us and leave a five-star review on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about how to support us by visiting our podcast homepage, homepage Anchor.fm slash the hyphen diz hyphen list. That's anchor.fm slash the diz list. Can we go in and give ourselves a five star rating? I mean, I can make a lot of emails and we can do it. Let's do it. Yes. Well, you know what would be easier? I'm a math guy. I love algorithms. We can mess with the algorithm. Oh, that's true, too. I was going to ask if maybe our listeners could, but yeah, maybe that would work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's new, Nick? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. I, you know, I, I really have been kind of enjoying the stuff coming out of D23. Uh, so I've been following along with that. But, you know, I saw something really interesting the other day, and it was the opening of D23. Did you see something or hear something interesting? I heard something interesting. I thought I was watching an NHL draft. I don't know if you follow hockey at all, but every time Gary Bettman comes on stage, <laughs> yes. it's a chorus of boos. That's funny, because he's been commissioner since the early 90s, I think, right? I mean, he's right? been there a long time, yeah. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is Bob Chapek was booed at D23. Not once. I mean, it was multiple times. Bob Chapek was booed. <laughs> I, I wonder if they paid people to go in there and say, okay, people might boo. And if they do, and then the person interrupts and goes, no, they are going to boo. Okay, well, if they do, we're going to pay you 300 people to cheer louder. So I, you cheer louder when they boo. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about influential people in the Disney world, right? And you're also talking about people who spent that kind of money to go to D23. Yeah. Which brings me up to my next point. What's a better vote against Bob Chapek? The boo or stop spending your money? It's hard. I mean, when you're a Disney fan like we are, we spend our money because we love the, the subject matter. We love the source content, not necessarily the rules and everything that, that go around it. It's like, I 100% agree. You know, like, I love math, but I hate my math teacher. You know, not your class, but like, <laughs> I love art, but I hate my art teacher. So I'm just saying it's it's kind of a similar thing where you love Disney, but you just don't like the way that it's working with Genie Plus and all these other things right now. So, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think that all the blame falls on JPEG, especially because a lot of the complaints come from the parks. I think Josh tomorrow, who is very often thought of as like a golden boy and everybody loves Josh tomorrow. Yeah. Like. Maybe he's also default, not maybe. In my opinion, he probably is more so because he's the he's the guy in the parks. Well, and Bob Iger too. And if you don't know who these people are, I, I, Nick does a good job of explaining who they are. But Bob Iger, whose book I read and it was really really incredible, Bob Iger was CEO of the company for many many years. He was instrumental in acquiring Lucasfilm and Pixar. And I mean, the guys, he's an Ithaca guy too, right? 
I can't remember if Iger is. I know that. I think um, Bob Iger is. Um, perhaps. I think he is. I thought I remember the, the hearing that from the book. Um, anyway, that's there, upstate there's New a, York. There's a strong Ithaca College connection with Disney. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, but I think to answer your question, what what I would say, whether which which way is more important vote, I think this one is very important because it's it's highly publicized. And the fact that he came out on stage and everyone was so vocal, that went viral fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been some things that have come out. I mean, we're uh, we're recording this before they announce everything that's going on in the parks, just mm-hmm. so kind of everyone understands where we are now. We're sort of in the middle of D23 right now, not to give a specific date. But from what I've seen, there were some things that kind of were exciting that were announced, some Marvel stuff little bit of Star Wars, some Indiana Jones. But I think the thing I've seen most in my Disney social media feed was that, the booing. How about you? I would agree that if the thing that I see the most in social media is the negativity and, and the things that have been have not been announced or the things that have been confirmed not to happen as opposed to the things that have confirmed to be happening, I think that's a bigger um, a bigger problem. I've, I've seen tons of stuff about the booing and I've seen tons of stuff about, Oh, look, they have a model of Tiana's, um, Bayou adventure. And it's actually scaled back from what the concept art was, right. which is sticking with a theme of Disney releases concept art. And then they don't come through, which really has me worried also for other parts, not just park stuff, but like Polynesian. Yeah. It was an underwhelming concept art to begin with. And people were pretty vocal about, once right. again, negative, but people were pretty vocal about how it didn't fit with sort of the visual look of the Polynesian, which is true, but... I don't mind that so much as it was kind of bland. Um, I really am trying my best to not get sucked into the whole, look, social media in general is, is a negative place, and, in the neg- and in, when you have that echo chamber of negativity, things yeah. get even more and more negative, but... I'm trying my best to stay away from getting pulled into that, but it's hard because a lot of this stuff is negative and Chapex, you know, deservedly getting booed. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not voting with my dollar. I'm not, not voting with my dollar. If that makes sense, I'm not going to stop spending money at Disney because my kids enjoy it. But at the same time, like I'm going to pick and choose a little bit better about what I'm spending my money on. Was genie plus a good purchase for us? Sure. Yeah. But there are things that I think that I probably won't purchase because I'm not happy with how, you know, the park's directions are going. And we didn't purchase Genie Plus every day. We no. We did our homework beforehand. And I'd like to think that what we're doing right now counts as homework for some people, too. But we didn't need to do Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes all the time. No. We sort of knew what we thought was crucial, like, you know, in the, for the, I'm blanking, the Rise of the Resistance, I was yep. going to say the Star Wars ride. Yep. Like, I don't want to, I mean, especially in the summer, in that heat, you know, if it's close to 100 degrees and we're with our kids, if we're outside for that prolonged period of time, for me, $15 a person, that's what we paid, right? Yep. 15 a person? Yes. That, that was worth it for me and my crew. That was our most expensive day for that kind of stuff yeah. because we also bought Genie Plus that day and... What I'll say is that it really saved us because that park for me, you know, I've talked about this numerous times, the lack of AC. I know you can do a lot of shows and get out of get out of the heat, but that particular park, I feel like we really needed to have 
the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane, we were able to, I mean, we walked in, we did, we rope dropped um, Toy Story Mania, Highway Mania, then we did Swirling Saucers, Yep. then we jumped over to Galaxy's Edge and did Smuggler's uh, Run, Run. then Mm -hmm. we came back for our Lightning Lane at... um, Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog. And we stopped right before we got on the ride because somebody had a medical emergency. Right. We would have been we would have been off of Slinky Dog having done all those rides by 9.15 probably. Right. Except for the there was medical, a medical issue. Emer- there was a medical emergency already because of, you guessed it, heat. Yeah. Already. It yep. was 9.15. Uh, we would have been off of that ride already. Um, and then, you know, there were some issues with rides, but because we purchased both, we were able to do everything everything we wanted to do and be out of the park and stop and do 45 minutes at Oga's and get lunch. And we were back to the poly by like four 30. Yeah. It was nice. It was relaxing. Yeah. And we'll be back in a little bit and we'll be ranking the top five world showcase pavilions in Epcot. Go Bills. Welcome back. Today we're going to count down our top five lands in um, World Showcase pavilions, or World Pavilions and World Showcase. Um, before we do that, I just want to point out that, like, what was it? A couple weeks ago, we did our top lands, and both of us on our top list had World Showcase, and we both kind of like, is this breaking the rules? Right. And part of that reasoning behind why we thought that was, it really is kind of different than any other land. There's so many small mini parts, so we really want to drill down in this one because I think there's. When I was making this list, how hard was it for you? I mean, mine was impossible. I, well, I changed it a couple times. Yeah, I, I I plugged in. I I know what my number one is because it's it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then I moved like I had one that was two or three on my list that ended up not even being on my list. Yeah, I did the same thing. I have stuff I cut and pasted and copied and pasted and changed and. As I was going through and putting my reasonings for, for why I put it on my list, I was like, well, actually, that makes this be higher. Or, you know, that one's lower. And it's like, there, this this is why I think this list in particular, we could do every year. We could do this list every year. Yeah. And, it, and with the exception, like, I know what your number one will always be. Yeah. Uh, my number one changed three times making my list. <laughs> I, and honestly, like, I, I don't know... I think all of these, there's nothing that stands way above the others on my list, except for, I would say, my five. It's like my top four and then my five. So I think I've got one A, B, C, and D, and then five. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. I opened my list just before um, we started, before you showed up, actually. I was looking at my list, and it went one, two, four, four, five. And I went... <laughs> Wait, what? And I had to go in and look and realized, uh, I guess I moved it around. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I th- I, th- I think I actually have regular numerical order, no doubles at this so, point. So you fixed yeah. it at this point. Yeah, it looks it. All right, so. I'm okay with counting to five. I don't know. I'll need you to check my work, right. though. Okay. How about you go ahead and uh, tell us your five, then? All right, my five, and this changed, and I had one that was number five, and I had to flip-flop once I sort of compared A and B. And at the end, I'll, I'll tell you what my number my number six was. My one almost just made it. My number five is going to be our neighbors from a couple miles away here. Okay, we live, we live in New York, so 
we border this country in two different spots, and this is Canada. Oh, Canada is uh, my number five. Would you like me to sing the national anthem? If you want to. No, I'm not going to. I'll pick up, well, I have a keyboard and a guitar here. Maybe, no, I'll I'll pass. I I love Canada, though. Uh, Canada is one of the countries on this list I've, I've actually been to, and... When I started thinking about Canada, I, I wanted to think, okay, what's my favorite thing? What What's my first in, impression when I get there? My first impression is always the amazing Native American art. So I'm I'm an art guy, always have been, and I've always really been drawn to that, that style of Native American. Mostly, the, I think they focus more on kind of like the Northwestern style of Native American art, but it's pretty universal, kind of in, in, in sort of the Northern... North American, um, Native American Here, tribes. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Just because you brought this up, and I always wonder this. Sure. So you just said Northwestern art, right? Yeah. It's Southwestern for Canada. Oh, yeah, you're right. So the, is it the Pacific Southwest for them? Oh, yeah. So it would who, be. Who knows? I don't know. I, yeah, that's, that's a good put... point, because the style of artwork <laughs> I know that, what you that mean. I'm referring to yeah. is American Northwest. And it would be Canadian Southwest. It's the Vancouver. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't Seattle trying to. Area. Like, no, it's interesting derail point. That, but I was like, no, Wait no. A second. That's a really interesting point. So when you see that, to me, it's exciting. Oh, I love that style of art. I love the totem poles. The culture is so rich and beautiful, mm-hmm. and they're such amazing artisans. That from I mean, we live in an era, an area where it's heavily uh, Native American and. A lot of the towns around here have Native American names, so it's 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 funny how people will say these names over and over again of these different towns, like you know Tonawanda or Keshequa, like all these different Canadagua are all these different towns in, in New York, and people just see them as words, whereas I hope more people see them as you know this part of the Native American culture, which is so great. I always think it's funny. Hearing somebody who's not from the Finger Lakes region try to try to pronounce, pronounce some of these words Canandaigua, and they're like, "What is that <laughs> word?" So it's not that hard to say. It's, it sounds like it's spelled like, "Well, yeah, well, it's spelled pretty weird." So no, I'm with it. <laughs> so um, then when I walk in, and I, this is not even the best part for me, I just love how relaxing the whole area with the waterfalls are. So you you come in. You would see all, there's a gift shop and then all those waterfalls and the mist so relaxing and it cools you off a little bit. Um, anyway, I, I don't know if this is on your list or not. If you, if you need to wait or if you want to chime in, what do you think, Nick? So I think that you will be shocked to learn given who I am and the fact that I'm wearing a figment with a Canadian flag imposed on it from our last trip. <laughs> Canada does not make my top five. Wow, I'm surprised. Um, I think part of why Canada doesn't make my top five is because where I grew up, I was even closer than where we are now. And I kind of feel like they could do more. I also, I mean, I love the Canadian Pavilion. I love Canada far and wide. The yeah. old, I, I, I didn't get that far yet, but that's on it too. But, Definitely. The, the video is great. But I Have was, you seen the new one? I have. I prefer. I wait, haven't. Wait, hold on. No, I have not. You know why I haven't? Because both times that we've been back there, it's been closed. So yeah. since since they've replaced it, it has not been open when I have been there. I was there during food and wine last year, so they use that as a um, that's a food area, right? Sure. Um, so I wasn't able to see it last time, and then this time it was also closed. But they were prepping for the food and wine that opened right. um, the last day we were there. 
Um, it's not on my list. It's literally number six for yeah. me. I, 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 I bet I, my number six is probably on your list yeah. too. So it, it's a hard one. There's so many great places here yeah. that it's it's difficult to choose. Anyway, so that's my number five. That's Canada. What do you have as your five? My five is a pavilion that at first when I started thinking about it was like, I don't know if it's even going to make my list. And as I thought more about it, it, it just has to. And that's Mexico. For me, the dining in Mexico gets me every time. I, I mean, I love getting oh, yeah. tacos, you know, quick service tacos. And here's the cool part. The only part of the Mexico pavilion that's not air conditioned is waiting to get your tacos. And then you can go sit in the air conditioning. Do you want to shop? Well, there's a little sh- outside, but most of it's indoors. You know, You're right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the Mexico pavilion is basically completely air conditioned. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, that the inside of that pavilion is very well themed. The outside obviously is, but when you go inside um, the pyramid, it's very well themed. I think that they do a very good job of respecting the Mexican culture. I think the the artwork in that particular pavilion is great. I think the stuff you can buy in that pavilion, the shopping there, the it's little, a great the little carts, you know, at all the uh-huh. different spots. Um, La Cava de, uh, del Tequila or de, La Cava. I'll just go with that. Uh, you can get amazing tequilas in there if you're into that or oh, me- yeah, you, mezcals. What did you get when we were in there the one time? Um, I got a specific mezcal drink. I can't remember the name of the drink, but it was a mixed. It was basically a, um, a mezcal-ish margarita. Um and I love good mezcals and good tequilas. They they remind me of it's a Mexican version of a of a bourbon, right? And so I really like that pavilion. I love I loved Coco when it came out. Um, I think that they do a very good job in that pavilion. And I would be absolutely um, remiss if I did not mention the fact that Mexican Donald is is around there. And then you also have. Of course, you've got the Grand Fiesta Tour. The shortest line in probably in all of Disney World, but certainly in Epcot, is the Grand Fiesta Tour. And Trace Caballeros every time gets me. I love it. (laughs) Our our sons, both of our sons, are sometimes surprise us with they come out with this crazy stuff that is unbelievable that they know. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, we we get off of Grand Fiesta Tour. And my son says, that's one of my favorite rides. He goes, I know all the words. I said, how do you know all the words? And then he proved it. Somehow he knows all the words. This is the same kid who like memorizes the all yeah. the, the classroom codes. But I'm very impressed. And he loves that. So um, that may or may not be mentioned later on yeah, today. Yeah, I'm not shocked if it does get mentioned again. I that's, love that's I love It's just a, um, a really... A really fun place to relax too. And dining there is phenomenal. So, so number five for both of us. Uh, that takes us to number four. Uh, my number four uh, pavilion is. Um, it doesn't quite have as much. Um, this one I probably know better than the others because in this particular place I have dined at all of the uh, different restaurants that they have shopped at the gift shop, watched the video, and, and that place, my number four is China. 
which I I love the China Pavilion. I love it. I love it. I love the video. Every time I go and watch the video, I try to stand in a different direction. Like the last time I stood backwards because it's a 360 mm -hmm. video. It's it's almost kind of like a tourism video, essentially. It's called, I wrote it down, Reflections of China. Right. I always forget the name of it. But this most recent time I stood backwards and watched it that way and see what notes I have. So um, House of Good Fortune is the name of the gift shop there. We love looking around inside that. So many great gifts and things that you wouldn't really see anywhere else. It's a little bit more fancier than the one in the, in the Japan Pavilion. And it has, by fancier, I mean everything's a little bit more decorative and less kind of like pop culture and mm -hmm. more... Uh, how would you help me out on that one? Not not classier, but a little bit more posh, almost. Yeah, I mean, it's it it appears to be, and who knows, but it does appear to be better quality. I guess. Yeah, so I I love that gift shop. The two different restaurants there, uh, Nine Dragons was really good, but it was um, it was good, but it was really expensive. It's similar to kind of a PF Chang's. It's still kind of fast foody, but it's not mm -hmm. it's not like five star Chinese food. And then the other one is a Lotus Blossom Cafe, which is kind of equal to any you know Chinese food place anywhere. So with, right, with us, with, with Disney prices though, correct. Which is you know, but when you have kids who are picky or they have food allergies, sometimes we know we can yeah. just kind of punt and go to Chinese. Or, you know, we're in a hurry. What's my son gonna eat? Okay, let's go get him. You know. You know, shrimp right. fried rice or whatever. Well, and plus they have like rice noodles and stuff, and no gluten. So yeah. that's obviously so. A, so that's a, a good bonus. one too. Um, yeah, a lot of things I like about the China Pavilion. It's it's great. That's uh, that's my number four. Would you have? My number four is going to irritate the heck out of you. My number four is Japan. So my number four. <laughs> well, as long as it's on your list, otherwise I would yeah, be irritated. My number four is Japan, and I, I'll call it one D kind of. Um, but but Japan. Being on my list at number four is for a few reasons. Um, the reason it's at four and not one, let's say. But the good things about it, the views of World Showcase Lagoon, and I had never until this year when we dined at Tappan Edo, I'd never gone up those steps and stood on that balcony. The views from up there are amazing. And and I've heard that's like the second best place to watch um, Harmonious uh, because you're kind of centered you're, you know, perfectly centered would be the American Pavilion, but you can't see through the, the stage. So, like, Japan, you can. And obviously there's, like, the whole, like, we have to get a picture with the arches, and or, or I don't even know what they're called. The gate, I think they're called. Yeah. So give them a tip right here, and I know you're going to. Well, I... Where's the best place to get a photo? We got a good one. Oh, up top on that balcony, yeah. looking through. So you're standing at the balcony. You don't have any people behind you. You're just, like, at the corner of that balcony outside of Teppanetto and Tokyo Dining. If you stand there, you get a picture. You've got the gate behind you, World Showcase behind that, and you can see the Epcot ball, or you can see Spaceship Earth right there, correct? I mean, if you're... It's one of my favorite pictures yeah. we've ever gotten at Disney, yeah. of the four of our yeah. kids. And it's... it's a great photo. It's amazing, because we don't have the crowd. Even if it's crowded, it's not crowded up there. Yep. Um, then you've got... Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this properly. <laughs> so, it's Matsuriza... The, drum, yeah. the drummers. Yeah. I love that. I didn't um, know the name of it either. I had to look so that up too. I will say that the dining there, Teppanetto, was eye-opening for me. Because I like hibachi. I just didn't think I want to spend the money for hibachi at Disney. I will do it again, given the chance. 
However, I will say that, you know, in a previous episode, we did bucket list and Rob and I, in that conversation, one of my bucket list items that didn't make our combined list, but it just has to do with like, it's not our combined thing. But if, if my individual bucket list would be dining at Victoria and Albert's, but there's a second, my number two behind Victoria and Albert's would be Takumi Thai, which is not open currently, I don't think. And if it is, it, it just reopened, but it's like the uber expensive sushi place it's well it's got sushi it's got it's like a multi-course experience and it's very expensive and it's going to be like two or three hours that you're in there but it's new right as of like two years ago it just opened opened recently it it opened just before the pandemic correct where is that located in the pavilion you know i don't know i'd be lying if i tried to say try to make it up i just know that that i think it's down below but i don't think you have to go up the stairs to get it I, i don't my guess is straight in and then back left it's never been open when i've been there because it wasn't was it open the first year i went i i will say it's new and it is expensive and exclusive um but yeah the the shopping there mitsukoshi i love going into my son loves going going into there the gallery with the artwork i'm sure rob's gonna have more to say about this um we'll see maybe we'll 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 see (laughs) so rob what's what's your number three (laughs) My number three is uh, a, a pavilion that I, I always kind of liked. I was kind of nice, and it's uh, it's of a country I've been to before. So I would go in and watch the uh, the you know the travel promotional video and try to see the different the places I've been to in this country. But it's gotten so much better recently with the opening of Remy Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. That's the official title, right? Yeah. France Pavilion. They, they love yeah. they love putting adventure on the end of any ride. Yeah, it makes it that much better. Well, it is kind of an yeah. adventure though. It's that ride was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So France Pavilion, I like a lot. My wife really likes it because she's all about the food there. But and they they do have some gluten free options. They have there. a lot of gluten free options there. So a uh, quick rundown: Remy's is the best thing there. That ride is absolutely amazing. It's. Obviously, it's not the best ride in Epcot, and that would be uh, on the other side of the park. That would be Guardians, but it's a new ride. It's great. It's smooth. It's fun. We had a blast. I think it's a ride that is just really good for everybody, all ages, and, you know, fun is really the best way to describe it. The Beauty and the Beast sing-along is kind of funny and and cheesy. We sat, (laughs) my son and I went in, I don't know, we, we always broke up into different groups, and my son and I sit down, and there's this woman who looked real grumpy sitting next to to us and i didn't know what was about to happen once the show started she was singing on level 10 she was the loudest in the Mm. whole place she was you at country bears i didn't sing that loud but she was loud okay so she was you at um carousel progress yes i (laughs) was that loud at carousel that uh, that i was obnoxious on purpose because in country bears everybody is well i'm having fun but like i want to take it all in right because that one, I love the show so much, where Carousel of Progress is more kind of this funny, interactive yeah. thing that we do. Kitschy. Right. So back, uh, what else did I put? I put uh, the gift shop I like. It's small, but I kind of like it. The uh, the chair acrobat guy, and I know there's a name for that, yeah. and I couldn't find the name. Yeah, it's it's uh, Servant. Uh, I Hold default to the guy who speaks well, French. Well, he first, speaks French. First of all, uh, it's Server Amusant. He is not there anymore. Uh, he has, to my knowledge, they have not returned. He's uh, him and I believe the juggler in Italy that 
they usually have have not returned since oh, the pandemic. I loved that show. There are two that didn't return. Man. That have not yet returned. So now, that was I, mean, I could that's I a bummer. I definitely could be wrong. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw him. Yeah, it was probably two. It's probably pre-pandemic. I've seen it. I agree with you. It's probably December 2019 is when we saw him. Yeah. Wow, that's a good point. So there's the two of them that work back and forth. Like they got one guy. The whistle, yeah, the whistle, and yeah, and his and his partner there is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're there anymore. Well, that was that. But so here's the thing: a lot of those performers were part of the cultural. Representatives, right, yep. right, right, right. Which so, are starting to come back, right? August they started and they plan to be back to one hundred percent by October. Great. So I believe because they have not made an announcement that that's gone completely. I don't believe, but it's not currently there. I I could be wrong. I did some research today and I it, you know, before I came over, and I couldn't find it anywhere as being back. So the only gap I really have in France is sort of the food. And I mean, if this shows up on your list at any point, that's really one thing I haven't really experienced other than there's a couple snacks that my wife likes to get, but there's not a ton of French food that really falls into the gluten-free category for me. So, um, but still it's number three. It's fantastic pavilion. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is the UK. Really? Yeah. And, and I think the reason I like it is because it's so overlooked. Um, there are a lot of international guests at Disney. I think there are two very overlooked pavilions or underutilized pavilions at World Showcase. One is American Adventure because Americans are there. And they're like, wow, why am I going to go and look at American stuff when I'm in Epcot? I live in America. Or, I don't want any of this crazy food. Let's get some barbecue. Yeah, I mean, you, that place gets packed, yeah, which I... It was okay. I ate there once. Not... Look, I, I I like to do amateur bar, barbecue stuff myself, and I will tell you that I can make better barbecue. Than that. Certainly, I have had your barbecue, and I agree. And I uh, let me just throw this in, because this is on nobody's list, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, the one thing that was fun about that, though, when I went yep. there... The actual uh, beef, the way that they are, the beef, the actual pork, the way they do like the pulled pork sandwiches, not great. Yours is better. But the fun part was trying all the different sauces. So I could, I think I had five or six different sauces. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, people who add sauce to their pulled pork, they add it because they made bad pulled pork, but you know. Uh, Correct. But (laughs) but I'm I'm also a guy who would like to sample different things too. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, a, a, no, kind of like a beer flight, right? Yeah, I, I'm with, I, I get, had a barbecue sauce flight. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> anyway, my point is that the U.S. pavilion is is underutilized or undervisited, I feel, because there's a lot of Americans who are in Epcot. And then my second most undervisited one, I think, is the U.K. Because I feel like there are a lot of visitors, international visitors from the U.K., um, I could be wrong about the percentages, but I, that's what I what I feel. We encountered um, quite a few. The reason that I like UK and the reason that I think that I put it so high on my list is that because it's kind of underutilized, like people don't go back into that garden, that beautiful garden in the back. We were there during food and wine two years ago. It was, I mean, it was the height of the day of food and wine busyness. Every cart, every food cart had like, 15-minute wait for whatever you wanted to get. We went into the back, into that garden. It was me, it was my wife, my kids, my mom, 
and a performer playing a piano up on the stage. Oh, my God. That was it. Wow. And we sat there and enjoyed the food we had just gotten from a booth. I had a beer from a beer cart. Um, There was, by the end, uh, um, a a couple had come in with their child, and our kids played in, like, the little maze that is the garden there or whatever. It's not really a maze, but you know what I mean. All the little, the traditional uh, English garden, if you will. And just sat there and enjoyed the day. That part of the park is a good place to relax. I mean, when it's hot, it's probably not the best place to sit because you are, it's it's hot, right? Um, we but, should we should do a hidden gems list. Yeah, this is it, it's a oh one hundred percent. And Alice meets there. Oh yeah, we did that last time. We Mary, got a photo with Alice. Mary Poppins meets there. Yeah, and Pooh is oftentimes around there. Great. Um, you have Rose and Crown for, for the people who want a pub experience. I'm not spending a bunch of time in a pub in Epcot just oh because gosh. it's it's like I'm just too much to do. But there are people who will belly up and be there, especially oh, during. I, I got a friend who told me he goes there every time and they, they know him by name or something. That's the guy, crazy. The guy yeah. that works there. Um, but it's a great experience. I've been in there. I'm just not going to belly up. Um, the shopping in there, I think, is really good. There's a lot of really cool little things you can get they've got the um i know when we were there two years ago my mom picked out some teacups and some a nice mug and stuff they i think they have a lot of that that kind of a uh, souvenir stuff that maybe some of the other ones are very specific to their country um, i'm not buying for instance perfume or cologne in france i'm not buying um in italy a 500 dollar coach purse or wallet or shirt i'm not buying these fine italian leather goods but in the the uk pavilion i feel it's more approachable yeah um but yeah i love the uk i also think it's 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 theming is underrated um the cobblestones the buildings um i think it's theming is underrated but that's what i I love the uk it's my number three uh my number two uh, we we've talked about already and there isn't a ton more to add it's it's my son's favorite. Uh, I love it. It's the one you mentioned was almost completely air conditioned and it's the Mexico pavilion. Yeah. So a, f- a few things that I put on my list that we hadn't mentioned before that I, I thought I would mention. One is the mariachi band is super fun. Oh yeah. I didn't, the reason I didn't talk about it is because I knew once you kind of looked at me that this was on yours Yeah. and I would wait. If I just talked about everything there, we wouldn't have anything to talk about right now. 100% agree. You know, mariachi music, I don't know if that's considered a specific genre of music, but I couldn't tell you one specific group other than this. Well, actually, that's totally wrong because there is a group I listen to that's a mariachi group. That funny side story, but I think some of our listeners will find this interesting. There was a a, um, a hardcore band called, okay. called The Bronx. Okay. okay. You ever heard of The Bronx? I have not. You know, they're your traditional, you know, fast, loud, hardcore band. And I forgot the specific connection, and it's just coming off off the top of my head. I'm not prepared here. They had some connection, whether a relative or somebody connected to the guy who's in the Bronx. They made a mariachi band. (laughs) So the hardcore band has the guitar and all of those other uh, instruments come in, and they have this band called Mariachi El Bronx. And it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I'm going to see if I can bring it up here. Um, but anyway, my, my point well, is... We can't play it anyway because of uh, copyright stuff, but you can bring it up. 
there's a what's the time limit legally i can play like i think it's is it 10 seconds or something i can play hey man you do you <sighs> all right uh anyway so my, my point is is uh i sometimes i'll i'll I, I was wrong honestly i i put this on sometimes when i'm when i'm cooking <laughs> when you're making your your yeah, tacos, I do. Rob, Rob's family eats a lot of tacos. We honestly. do, we do. And the the fun part too is I like to put on music while I'm cooking that corresponds with the culture. And and so now you're gonna get less than ten seconds of the band that turned into that mariachi band. So here's the band called the Bronx. A little different, right? Yeah. Not not quite mariachi style. All right, that's 10 seconds. That's all you get, folks. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the Mexico Pavilion. There's your, uh, there's your little musical lesson for the day. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say, we mentioned the Donald meet and greet. That's also not air conditioned. The line wasn't terrible for the, the Donald meet and greet. It kind of goes back into almost like a, a jungly type area past if you're coming from what do we call it now? Uh, world. Yeah, future world discovery. World. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If you're coming from future world, it's past the actual Mexico pavilion on the left. That's where Donald is. And the last one I'll mention is when we were there, we had the, the meal plan. I think this was back in 2009 and uh, I ordered my tacos and we got, you know, it, it was part of our meal. And, and the lady pauses, she goes, what drink would you like? I was like, it's hot. I'll probably get Powerade or something. She goes, you know you can get a real drink. I go, I can? She goes, yeah, it's part of your meal plan. And I had forgotten. Yeah, they had it changed was like it. lunchtime. Right, they had changed Yeah, right before the meal plans, the, the dining plan went away. They had changed where you also got alcohol. Right. She goes, well, what would you like? I go, uh, well, what's gluten-free? She goes, everything. <laughs> I went, really? So I got this margarita. I was excited. Yeah. And this was like noon. Yeah. So uh, I get the margarita, and we go down, and we sit, and I'm eating my tacos, and I, you know, take a pretty big sip. Yeah, they're you know. stiff. Uh, they are, and I like I like a margarita. Don't get me wrong. I, I'll enjoy one of those now and again. It was hard. Like, yeah. man, I took a drink of that, and fire came out of my mouth afterward. I was, yeah. So I was a little, a little dizzy. After I, always, that, but... I always get a margarita in Mexico Woo! because they're always, one, they are stiff, but they're always um, really... Uh, refreshing considering how hot it can get. And like, I feel like something about tequila, man, it, it cools me off. I remember hearing the story at one point, And again, I'm not going to be able to have details on this. What a great job I'm doing on this podcast. Everyone's rolling their eyes. I don't know if they make their own specific for that. Do you no. know any info on that? So they, they do have us. They what have tequila a couple, do they use? Well, it depends. They have, if you're going into La Cava, you can name the tequila and they'll have it. They oh, do have a okay. few. They do have a few specialty tequilas that are made specifically for La Cava. That's what I thought. So it's but, but, but you that, can go in and get like Patron or, yes, or uh, yeah. Cuervo or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm naming can. off ones yeah. that I know exist. You can. You can tell who the drinker is. <laughs> <laughs> don't get don't get Cuervo when you're in the Mexico Pavilion, please. Please, that's well, for that's reserved for when you're 18 or not 18, 21 to 23. Sure. You know. When you're going out with your friends. One of the two of us definitely knows more about alcohol than the other. Yeah, that, that's bad tequila. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to have Cuervo as a sponsor anytime soon. All right, but, but essentially that sums up my number two. Yeah. If you were looking up the info for me, great, but that's 
I was just trying to no, you're uh, good. Uh, elaborate more. Oh, one one other thing, too, that I was going to mention. If you're a collector, like I know members of your family are, and they, they're like ear people. They yeah. like collecting the ears. Yes. I thought about this when you were talking about the UK pavilion. One of the cool things about the different World Showcase pavilions are you can get ears specific to those different countries. Yes. But you can't get them anywhere else. Right. So yeah. if you go into Italy, I remember Italy had... Uh, the ones with the Vespa on them. That's it. That's yeah. the one, and you can't get that anywhere else. No. It's really cool. I think really the Remy, nice. there's a couple different Remy ears, and I know that there's a few that are exclusive just to the France Pavilion. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up. That's If you're a collector, that's another reason to wait and get your ears at World Showcase. So, I agree. Number two. Number two for me is one we've also already talked about, so this is a double up. Um, France, for me, is number two. Um Remy obviously bumped that up. I would have said France prior to that area near Remy opening up. I would have had France just above or possibly just below Mexico. So either four or five with that whole area opening up. It is a game changer for me. That ride is so good. In in fact, if they had not opened Cosmic Rewind, that would be my new favorite. And I'm glad I did Remy before I did Cosmic Rewind, so that way like I could ramp yep. up to how good Cosmic Rewind was. But Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is phenomenal. Um, there is a exhibit in the France Pavilion called Palais du Cinem. So it is... Uh, basically, they've got a lot of um, artifacts that are Disney-related. For instance, the live-action uh, Cinderella film. They've got like the, the glass slipper. They've got all these different things in there. Where is this? Um, man, I always, it's hard for me to describe. It's, it's over in the, the old part of the pavilion, not the, so not, you're not walking back to, like, you don't have to go by La Creperie, you don't have to go back in there. So we're passing the fountain and going left instead of going right back to Remy. Right. You're not going back into Remy. Correct. Okay. Yep. And so, um, you've got the dining there. Now, full disclosure, I have not done, uh, Chef de France. And I have not done any of like the the big sit downs, you know, like I haven't done La Creperie. I'm but, surprised. Well, that seems the, like it's up your alley. It is, but like you'll know why in a little bit. Why? It's, why we did, you know, my number one is what is the reason why yeah. we haven't at uh, Chef de France. Chef de France is probably on my next trip. Like we have like checklists, and that's one we want to check off. But Les Al, we always go to the Boulangerie and get some bread. Um, you know, even if it's just like to get a quick snack, they have the amazing pastries in there, the macarons. The I mean, it's so good in there. And something that I had not done until this trip um, was the the artisan de, de glace. So the ice cream place is really top notch. I think didn't didn't your wife and daughter get the ice cream sandwiches made out of macarons? Oh my gosh, that was their new favorite. Yeah, I had a bite. It was good, but like. They thought it was the greatest thing. I did not, get, was to, strawberry. I did not get to try that, but like, for me, I mean, the the way that the France Pavilion is set up is very cool. You've got the Eiffel Tower, and I get it; it's not the real Eiffel Tower. But for a kid looking up, me like, oh, cool, it's the Eiffel Tower. And even when you walk in, you turn right off of the bridge coming in from uh, International Gateway. You look down near the water, and they've got that little area that is supposed to be reminiscent of like the riverbank. Uh, in Paris. It's so, very similar. Yeah. So 
I think that that's that theming right immediately as soon as you walk into World Showcase um, from International Gateway is another reason why I put this as high as two. Um, but we've we've talked a lot about about France already, and uh, yeah, it's my number two. So what about your number one? Well, that that definitely reveals what your number one is to me. But people have to wait and find out. My yeah. number one, I, I've said on the show before. I just absolutely adore this pavilion for so many reasons. And I've always liked it since I was really little. And it's uh, the Japan Pavilion. And every time I go, there's something new that makes me like it even more. And this most recent trip, we've covered this extensively. And you can go back and listen if you want to hear more about our experience at uh, the Teppanetto restaurant, the Japanese hibachi. I'd never done that before until this trip. And it made that pavilion so much better. And it was already my favorite to begin with. So the store there, uh, Mitsukoshi, am I saying it right? Yeah. That is... I mean, as far as I know. I'm not Japanese. It's a Japanese chain as far as I know. And it's not something that is specific for the Japan pavilion. And that, that actual company, and when you get a receipt in the bag, it has like the branded logo on top of it. So you can shop there when you're in Japan. It's not something that's that's exclusive and it's a great place and as opposed to china which i was talking about earlier this place is mostly pop like if by pop what i mean is it has a lot of things that are really popular in pop culture like pokemon type things nintendo hello kitty right and things that are very much part of the fabric of um, japanese pop culture pop culture exactly and that's probably the first half of the store and then you start getting into the more like interesting japanese cultural things where they have like kimonos and all types of um, they have these things called i have one on my desk right here i'm grabbing it. it's called a maneki neko and what they are are they're little like ceramic cats and they represent good luck so they have a whole wall of maneki neko cats they have all kinds of Zen gardens, Zen garden, Buddha uh, boards, Buddha boards, yep. uh, incense. Every time I go, I try to to get a couple things from that area just because it's so fantastic. Uh, a whole area where you can get chopsticks. Yeah, I mean our our chopsticks that we have at home are from Epcot. We had some other ones, and I was like, I like these ones better. We bought them at Epcot, and every time I go, I look at my, an upgrade in my chopstick game, and I do love that store. And then when you leave through the back, another thing that my, oh. my family loves doing every time, too, is they have an art gallery there. It's amazing. It's cool. And it's sometimes the, some of the exhibits are the same, and sometimes they change, but it's very similar to the store, where it's very modern art there, and sometimes they have more um, contemporary and some cool kind of bright and colorful sculptural things, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times they have more traditional Japanese art, too. You go out the door to the right-hand side, or if you're walking into the Japan Pavilion, it's on the left. And one of my favorite little hidden gems in all of Disney is the Koi Pond. Every time I go and I get a picture, I just take a deep breath and I relax and I look at the fish. And mm-hmm. it's I, I just I love it so much. Um, I got When I was really little, I have a photo of my dad, my mom, my sister, and myself in front of the um you know it's kind of like the arch there that's out in the water and uh, we like to remake that photo where i kind of stand in the same spot and i'm with my family and that's uh, kind of a nice nice tradition for us too uh one last thing i'll mention that would make the japanese pavilion even cooler is that at one point 
and this was, I'm going to guess, mid to late 80s, early 90s, there were talks of adding a, a roller coaster. And what they were looking to do was they were going to take the Matterhorn, which was in Disneyland, bring that and put it in the back and making it the Mount Fuji ride. Right. So kind of changing the exterior, but leaving sort of the guts and the tracks so that they're the same. I'm pretty sure, and I haven't been to Disneyland, but I think it's similar to uh, Space Mountain where there's two different ride tracks inside. So more bobsleds can, can go down at once, but I always thought that would be a great idea. There's room back there, back left, put in a little roller coaster, and it's, you know, it's like Frozen. It's still culturally connected to that um, specific pavilion. So my number one is Japan Pavilion, and I think I know what your number one is. Yeah, I before, I, before I get to my number one, I do want to go back. You kind of threw me for a loop there when you asked me where something was. I always have a problem. When I'm there, I can get there, and I was trying to describe um, Palais du Sinem. Yes. So that is actually... The glass slipper you were talking yeah, about so in that's, France? That's like right where Impressions of France is. It's like the in that area. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, um, go go down past the fountain. Oh so yeah, it's head like, left instead of going right to go back to Remy. Right. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Um so my number one is Italy. Um I figured that's your favorite yeah, place to eat. I uh, Via Napoli is a great family place. The reason that I like it is you're not really paying Disney prices. I mean people will say you are but then you see the size of pizza that comes out. I mean, you can get a half meter or a full meter pizza. And when they say that, like, I think they're bigger than that. You cannot... A meter? Hold on. A meter. Like a yardstick. Yeah, a meter. That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, like the name of the pizza, it, when you translate it, like for the sizes, are half meter or full meter pizzas. I'm thinking of what my oven looks like upstairs. Yeah, it wouldn't I think fit it's it. half. Yeah, it would not fit. Holy... Toledo. Yeah, and so that restaurant, I my kids love going in and seeing the the wood fired uh, pizza ovens. Um, so the restaurant in uh, in of itself is amazing. But what I like, and I don't think I would under, I don't think I would love this pavilion as much if I hadn't eaten at Via Napoli because not because of the food, although that's a big part of it. In order to go to Via Napoli, you have to walk all the way through. So you literally have to see everything in that pavilion. There's there's the the fountain with Neptune. Um, I think it's La Fa, La Fontana Natuna. I can't remember exactly. I wrote it down. Fontana do Natuna. Okay, or Dino Tuna. Uh, and then you have like some pretty good shopping. You've got the wine place. I'm not going there to buy wine, but they do have like if if somebody doesn't drink um, beer or they don't drink tequila in Mexico. Maybe they just want a, a glass of wine. You can get your Italian wine there. Um, they also have, like, you can buy grappa and different distilled spirits there. Um, the theming in that pavilion, once you get once you get into the pavilion, now when you're way out by the walkway, obviously you're still in Epcot. But when you walk back in there, I mean, I've never been to Italy, but, like, it's so well-themed. Yeah. There's, like, marble everywhere, and then there's that one spot with... I don't want to call it a stage, but you walk up and there's like that platform there. Right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, right in the middle. Um, I love just going up and standing there and people watching from there. There's some pretty good uh, photo pass, like magic shots in there. Um, I wonder, now this is, I could be wrong, but I, I wonder if 
with the new Pinocchio movie being released, will they do a Pinocchio meet and greet in there somewhere? Or a Pinocchio appearance in there? They should. I mean, I'm I'm optimistic yeah. with how the movie's going to do. I'm not to derail your number one being Italy here, but why was Pinocchio not released in theaters? Why was it direct to Disney Plus? Does that have to do with the quality? No, of the I don't think it has to do with I mean, it's got Tom Hanks, so the, I'm sure he could have pushed. I think... I think it has a little bit more to do with Pinocchio goes to Disney Plus right before they bump their cost. I think it has more to do with that. But sure. that's um, there, the one thing I'll say about Italy is uh, Il Bel Cristano, which is the um, the shop in there that like who buys that stuff at Disney? Who's buying some of these fine leather goods mm-hmm. or the like, like the perfumes and the and the um, colognes? And the wallets, like, I am, I, who goes, it's like, it, I often wonder, like, when you go to a casino, who is buying this stuff that's on the casino floor? Like, who buys a truck, right, at Disney? Right. right. Also at Epcot? I'm laughing because when I walk into that place, I'm excited, like, you know, I'm I'm part Italian, let's, let's, oh, let's go see what the, what, what they have in yeah. the, the Italy shop. And I walk in and it's so fancy. Yeah. It's like, like kids stay by me. Do not move yeah. by my side. Yeah. And I walk in, I'm sweating through my shirt. Right. I mean, I, I look like someone just took me off of a grill Yeah, and I'm, I'm in this like fancy <laughs> restaurant, but not restaurant Store. shop. And the woman behind the counter, I feel like she's like, who is this like sweaty idiot who just yeah. walked in? Oh, I'm Italian. Yeah, um, I think I do think that it's, it, the shopping there could be better. They do have yeah. they do have the some nice stuff that like is very cool, but I I don't like I don't know who's buying some of that stuff. But yeah, Italy for me, um, there's there's a lot to see. It's a really well themed um, pavilion, and I will add um, that. Oh, I will repeat that this is my number one. But one through four are one A, B, C, and D. Yeah, it's hard. Italy started out at three, bounced to two, bounced to four, bounced to one. I'm, this list was so hard, folks. Like I don't know. Like you ask me tomorrow, and it's probably gonna be different. Yeah, my um, I have a couple notes of other things I was gonna mention here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Uh, Norway was my close sixth yeah. for two reasons. I love Norway. The Frozen ride is great. I mean, I loved it back when it was Maelstrom. That was a great ride too. But the gift shop there is cool. I like the gift shop there. I agree. The one thing I like, the one thing I would say about the Norway Pavilion, that you know we talk about hidden gems and stuff. I never miss the church. You got to go in the church. Like, yeah, I I think I went off. I don't know to use a restroom or something. I think you and the rest of the crew went in there. Yeah, it's always really. It's the coldest air conditioning in Epcot. Good by far. I think it's because it's so small. But my son likes it because it's got it has like some cool like displays of like. Stuff that you would see in a museum or whatever. And then they've got the cool carving. It's not actual wood carving, but, you know, it's clearly a cast mold. But the doors yeah. and stuff are just the, the work, woodsmanship, the workmanship on the doors walking into that thing. It's, it's amazing. I only had one other note, and then I want to hear what you had down to. Yep. My, my only other note I had was one restaurant I've always wanted to go to because I I love this type of food is the, uh, the Spice Road Table. Yeah. That, and yeah. I've always wanted to eat there. I mm-hmm. love food with curry, and we, we've discussed this on the podcast before that I like things that have more um, alternative spices. Yeah, warm, warm right. spices. You know, we we live in New York, and everything is, is 
you know, buffalo hot sauce. And don't get me wrong, I will dip my pizza in hot sauce. I, you know, chicken wings. Uh, I love me some wing sauce for don't sure. Don't forget the ranch. Get out of here with the ranch. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Bl- kidding. Blue cheese, if you're yeah. listening, it's, yeah, yeah That's it's, kind of it's like argument. a sin in Western New York. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask for ranch. Yeah. Chipotle ranch is fine with Mexican, but no, blue cheese. Blue cheese is what is served yeah. with, with traditional buffalo wings. Go Bills. Um, Go so Bills. the Spice Road table is somewhere I've always wanted to eat. And I was watching something on YouTube the other day that they turned Spice Road table into like this sort of, I forgot what it is. It's it's some healthcare company in, in Orlando is sponsoring that area. And uh, I mean, it looked interesting, but the restaurant's not open, right? Right. Just so it's kind of like a space. Yeah. So sometime in the last few years, the government of Morocco no longer is like running the show there. Oh. And so when Disney took over, um, one of the things that they did was they're trying. I, I think it's probably, there's a lot of things going on in that pavilion. So full disclosure, this would be my, in, in my top list, if the stuff they took away was back. So Spice Road Table, I would love to have dined there. Can't. Um, I've eaten stuff in that pavilion for, for food and wine, and it's always phenomenal. But like the, the marketplace that they have, so I... I love the smell. Yeah. The smell is So amazing. going through that Moroccan marketplace where it's like all these little um it's like a, be a agrabah from yeah uh, well it's supposed to uh, and it's cool and you know when you're in there when it's fully bustling with people walking through it's great right now it is not and i don't know if it's going to get back to where it needs to be i hope it does because that would be my honorable mention and if, if those things were back it would be solidly in my top five good that's a good. What are your notes that you have? Um, I don't, I don't have actually a lot of positive notes. What I mean by that is like everything on the list is like, if I start talking about honorable mention, literally it's every other, every single other pavilion we didn't mention. This is your dishonorable. So I have a dishonorable mention, which I think is a disgrace on Disney that they don't have more with this. The fact that, like on a bridge after you pass through Germany, I know what you're going to say. I completely like, agree with you. Is like the. Yep, African refreshment stand. Right, and you can play and like all oh, you drums. kids kids can play these drums. Like what a slap in the face to an entire continent. Yeah, it's an entire continent. Now I, I get beautiful, rich culture. Yeah, Disney is based multiple multiple movies off of my own. They have an entire an entire um, resort, right? Animal Kingdom yeah. Lodge. Yeah, is so they obviously know how to do like African culture right, and they can't do a stinking land or a pavilion uh, that bothers me because it's the same in my my reasoning why i'm mad about it is the same reason why i'm upset about morocco's food because african food african food has all those warm spices oh, yeah. those warm that Ethiop- ethiopian food i'm telling you man like, i've had in college it's good yeah there's a it's couple difficult to describe but yeah. it's very good i'm when when I first started, when I first moved here, I, when I first started working with Rob, we had some students from Africa who, oh, right, were, who right. were refugees who went to school. Yeah. And, like, grandma would make food, and they would bring, I was coaching them in soccer, they would bring <laughs> bring me food in. That's and so I was great. like, oh, my God, thank you guys so much, because I love, that food is so good. Yeah. And I feel like they do such a disservice by not having an entire continent represented. 
within that continent, there's like 18 different things they should represent. And I don't understand. So don't the it. World Showcase Pavilion is, it's sort of divided off into, they call them pads. Yeah. And I know that if you look, I've seen a map oh, from above. There's, there's room for it. There's room. There's multiple pads. They've discussed Brazil before. I mean, I, yes, I'm saying Brazil, but I know there's at least six or seven specific countries you know, that they could uh, go in, in yeah. india was one for a long time they were talking to uh i yeah. can't even think of more off the top of my head one oh one of the expansion pads was where they ended up putting it's one of the celebration areas next yeah to so it's where they have the it's where they have like all their um show big, place yeah show place yeah, is world, that it? world show place world show place not yeah. world showcase yeah have you ever been in there um, no, because when I was at the food and wine, that part, they did like a staggered opening for food and wine and we were there, uh, before that part had opened. I don't remember why we went in there, but we did two years ago. I think we were just snooping and it was open and we went back in and they were having some kind of special event. Yeah. But yeah. We went in there, but you know, the nice part, completely air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge. I mean, I, I just, like I said, that's my only negative, honestly, I do think um, to boil down American food to barbecue is a really bad thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's way better than the, here's some burgers and hot dogs that they used to have. Like, yeah. but, um, so the American pavilion, I think dining could be better. Um, Baba Buffalo wings. Speaking of Buffalo wings. Wow. It's very I mean, American. It is. But it's very Western New York. I mean, we're going to do salt potatoes. If we were from Syracuse, you'd be screaming. I don't know. I think. I think wings have really permeated our American culture. Yes, we're the origin in Western New York, but yeah, I throw that on the on the menu. Yeah, well, I mean, they could do smoked wings. They, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I just think that Africa not being a land, not being a pavilion there is is kind of a slap in the face to yeah, an and entire cult, country. Culture be culturally represents such a huge part of our country yeah, too. Absolutely, yeah. but you know, they do a, they do a very good job at the other. Yeah, um, Animal Kingdom. We yeah, we love it there so, too. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, there we go. That's our uh, that's our top five, which, like you said, could change at any moment. Yes. Maybe uh, maybe it'll be an annual one, and after our next trip, we'll. Uh, <laughs> well, now this week, I yeah. feel my favorite yeah. is now this or that or. Yeah. So I'm not sure when this episode is going to release, but what I do want to say is, um, I got multiple comments after we released our last episode about the guy trying to hard sell me a car, that multiple people had experienced that recently this summer. Oh, boy. So I don't know what's going on with Chevy, but stop selling me a car in Epcot. All right? Anyway, it's, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.